You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast, where we celebrate vulnerability and shameless living. No topic is off limits when you're chatting with your besties. Let's own our worth and walk empowered towards truth together. What's up, everybody? It's Catherine here. Um, I'm so excited for y'all to hear this conversation with Emily Gray. I have been fangirling over her for so long, her entrepreneurial spirit, her love for the Lord, her empowerment of women is so inspiring and she seriously leaves so many nuggets of truth during this episode, so I cannot wait. But I wanted to let y'all know that after the interview is over to keep tuning in because we have a very big announcement for the podcast at the very end of this episode. So after you're done listening to my conversation with Emily, stay tuned and uh, tune in to our very important announcement. Okay, y'all, enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 20 of season three of Heart and Soul Podcast. Um, I am joined via Zoom by Emily Gray. Hi, Emily. Thanks so much for being on today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm just going to do a quick intro of who you are after lots of stalking and following you for about five years. Um, And then (laughs) I'll let we'll let our conversation go and you can tell the listeners a little bit more about who you are. But Emily left her corporate job on Wall Street. Correct me if I'm wrong. um, In 2014, 2015 time period. And in order to pursue a career in impact entrepreneurship, where she opened the flourish market in Raleigh, North Carolina. So she is kind of like a North Carolina celebrity to us women, because she has really paved the way for women in entrepreneurship. And not only that, but she um, also is a speaker and a business consultant. And um, I'm assuming you just really thrive off empowering other people to really fulfill and live out their dreams, which is what we're all about here on heart and soul. So I am really like, I told my husband before we got on, I was like, I'm kind of like intimidated. Like I'm like fan. No, not at all. Then I joined and I'm sitting on pillows on my floor, praying that my dog doesn't vomit, like hop off the couch and vomit on my rug, which happened yesterday. So good times, good times. Well, my dog will usually, my dog usually chimes in here and there and does a little bark. So like dog, dog friendly podcast for sure. It's true. And I think woman friendly podcast, right? Yeah. I think we can get so caught up in people having these like oddly normal quote, normal, like perfect lives. And so what I've loved about the past years, we've got to see kind of like the real life of everyone. So I'm excited to dive in with you today and really open up around that in my own personal life for your folks that tune in. Yeah, for real. We talk about that a lot on the podcast of like how on social media, you can really put up a persona, maybe without even intentionally realizing that you're doing it, that Mm -hmm. you have it all together. And that's what people see. And then the pandemic has really kind of smushed all that. (laughs) It's really made it to where like, okay, we are all just like doing the best we can with what we have day to day and trying to get to the next day. Um, it's made it a little more real, which I've actually appreciated. That's like a silver lining of the pandemic. Um, but yeah, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do, and then we'll get into, into more. Sure. Well, thank you for the really sweet intro. Uh, yeah. So my name's Emily. People call me M. You can call me whatever. Uh, I grew up in, uh, since a lot of listeners might be from North Carolina, I'm from Smithfield, North Carolina. So 
a little bit more rural. Um, Eastern North Carolina is definitely still a city. Um, so North Carolina born and raised and went to school here as well at Elon University. But um, yeah, I lived, I got a corporate job working for investment bank, moved to London, worked extensively across Asia and Europe. And we might dive into this later, but uh, I spun myself at the age of 30 into a third of life crisis, quit that corporate job and truly what had become a big part of my identity and my purpose that I felt um, and opened up the flourish market. So we're about five and a half years old as a business. We are a women's and gifts boutique in downtown Raleigh, North Carolina, but all of our items are on our website at theflourishmarket.com and all of our products give back in some way. They all create positive social change. And I think that's why we get so many online orders and people all over the nation have found us, um, which has been very helpful through COVID, right? Because we had to close our doors for quite some time. But what you'll find at the Flourish Market is we have clothing made by sex trafficking survivors in Nepal. We have leather bags made by women in Ethiopia who are changing the stigma around HIV and AIDS in their rural communities. Um, we have, um, you know, we have products made right here in our own city of Raleigh by women who are coming out of addiction programs. Um, so we carry over 200 brands and here's the deal of why I created the flourish market. I think that women want to do good with their life. And I also think women love to shop for themselves. They love to shop for friends, but ethical fair trade fashion felt like so out of reach as far as price. Maybe it wasn't as on trend as people wanted. So I really wanted to come to market with something that like looked like a regular boutique when you walked in, looked like this great website when you shopped with us, but, and just made it really easy for people to use their purchasing power for good. So beyond owning the flourish market, um, for almost two years now, I've, I have owned uh, what's called the locality. So we are, uh, it's a co-working space and incubator program for 50 female entrepreneurs in my city. So yes, Catherine, you are right. I love being a hype girl, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> especially for female entrepreneurs. And um, I'm a speaker. I'm a small business coach. Um, and beyond that, right, which is your identity is way beyond what you do, although that is a big part of my calling and purpose here. Year. I am an overly obsessed dog mom. Anyone else get a pandemic puppy? I did. Hint, yes, Catherine too. Okay. I didn't yes. get a pandemic puppy, but I am an overly obsessed dog mom. Like I, he is my world. So yeah. Henry Gray guys, people love him more than me on the Instagram. He's our shop dog. <laughs> He is the best. Um, so overly obsessed, a dog mom. I am a gatherer of people. I've had to do that um, virtually this last year, which has been hard, but it's been good. And I like to think I'm a warrior for mental health, um, especially for women and girls. Um, so I know a lot of what you guys talk about on this podcast is like living free of shame and, you know, living into your purpose. And I think mental health has a lot to do with that. It really has with my story. So those are a few things about me. Um, yeah. Oh gosh. That kind of feels like, you know, like maybe I've said too much and I no. have it. Right. But I think as women, we can feel that way. And so yeah. I really like to show up on podcasts and you guys, I've told Catherine, she can ask me anything. So we're going there. <laughs> and I will. <laughs> no, I, there's like so many things I want to circle back to. The first thing is what, like, what led you, was there an experience that you had while traveling or being overseas mm -hmm. that led you to be like, I really want to, give these people in impoverished communities purpose and like, feel like they're contributing and also give them like, I'm assuming the, the funds, a lot of them go back to empower them to create more. So 
was there something that you experienced in your life or maybe like overseas that led to that? Or have you just always had a passion for like people in general? Yeah, I think, well, it's such a loaded question. So I'll answer in two parts. One, I think that, um, you know, so in corporate, I had a lot of vacation days, especially when you live in London, you get like six to eight weeks vacation. So I spent a lot of my vacation time um, volunteering across the world, just with nonprofits and social enterprises, using the skill set I had honed in corporate. So I was a vice president of change management and communications. So that like win them over skill set, right? I was mm-hmm. using that skill set I had honed in corporate to help nonprofits win people over to their fundraising efforts and social enterprises win people over to buy their fairly made goods. Cause I was really into fashion and kind of was studying fair trade fashion, um, which at the time, especially, well, still is now bigger in Europe, but it's a bigger conversation there. Like who made your clothes, like what the supply chain looks like. And, um, I think for me, my initial approach was, um, twofold one, like maybe some listeners can identify with this. Like I felt, I love my job. I love the people I got to work with, which I think is more than a lot of people can say. Right. So I felt really lucky but I still felt this calling and this pulling and this conviction to do something else and something different. And I just did it. So I was like at point a, right. I'm happy. Like I got a job. I like this more than most people can say, right. I should just be grateful for that. But there was this point B that I felt pulled towards, but I wasn't clear on what that point B was. And so I felt trapped in point a, right. And so what I knew I needed to do to get out of that point a was to flex that muscle, like volunteer somewhere, use my skill set in some sort of direction that promoted equity, justice, um, you know, broke down systems of oppression. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that's kind of where I got my start. It's like, I wasn't ready to make a leap to point B and like quit my job and open the flourish market because that wasn't a vision yet. Right. Like I didn't even know that was, I, I had none of that in my heart, mind, soul yet. So the second thing is that I quickly realized Luckily, I got set up. A friend of a friend um, introduced me to a nonprofit on the ground, and she introduced me to the concept of how important it is to work with nonprofits and social enterprises that are led by local leaders who deeply understand the systems of oppression, the things people are coming up against in their community, because it's different in every community, every country, every nation, and every people group, right? And so, whereas things I had seen growing up, it's kind of like when helping hurts, it's like, I I had this mindset of let me go in as this person who knows everything right from America and show them how to do this and rescue their own people. And so I had to have this like humbling, come to Jesus, literally talk within myself of like, I think that what I've learned from my upbringing, not necessarily from like family and church or anything, but just in like in general, right. All the cues I saw around me is that I had the answers and I needed to like go and tell people to like, oh, it's time to sit and listen and understand and listen some more and understand some more. And I realized I wanted to help give those local leaders as much money as possible to keep doing the life-changing, sustainable work they were doing in the hearts and minds and lives of women there. For example, in Nepal, it is a Christian ministry that works in Nepal. And these women are rescued from the border of India and Nepal uh, from sex trafficking. And they've been trafficked since they were very like very young, very young girls. And so they have a lot of shame, right? This is all their fault. Their body's not worth anything. And you see like these women go through this, this like um, kind of rescue program. And then like a year later, they're working in the sewing center, right? Creating the clothes that we sell at the flourish market. And then a year later, they're the team lead. 
Right. So now they're like, and, and just to see, see how that works. And that's not something I could have ever gone in and led. Yeah. Right. And so I've realized, I think those experiences taught me my job is behind the scenes. Right. And a lot of that is just sending orders and sending money and donations to these local leaders doing incredible work. That, um, you may, you brought up so many good points. First of all, the book, when helping hurts, mm-hmm. it's really good. We, um, if you're like ever traveling overseas, especially for like a short term mission trip where you think like, I think as Americans, we feel like we're going to go in and fix everything quote unquote in like a week. And it's not something that necessarily needs to be fixed. It's something that needs to be understood and to see how you can like, how you can empower that community to be a sustainable community as it is, instead of, you know, bringing them out of something, it's more giving them skills and life, life set things to set their lives up for success where they are. We went to Haiti and we've had the, um, the leader of this ministry on our podcast before, which is why I'm going to circle back to it just to remind our listeners. Um, we went to Haiti. I went to Haiti about like five summers in a row and I was so, and it was a week, right. And you fall in love with these kids and you fall in love with the people of this community. And all you want to do is just like, show them, take them out and like, show them your world. Like I wanted to adopt every child there, but one thing that the um, ministry leader said to me is like, no, Catherine, like what you can do is like love them throughout the year and empower them throughout the year from where you are so that they can make this country, like this place that they live and that their family lives better to live in, you know? And I think that's really cool that you're doing that in like, not just, you know, one community, but multiple communities to give women this like sense of identity that has purpose behind it. And then not make them feel like you have to like leave this world in order to have that purpose. Like you can have it right where you are. It's really, really cool. Yeah. And I think one final point on that, I think when people come into my store, it's very easy for them to think like, oh, I'm helping these poor women, you know, and that's my job to rewrite that narrative in their head. And so we have a lot of cues around the store of, you know, how we talk about the women behind our products and what people start to see as they follow us and become a part of what we call the flourish family is these women, we have so much to learn from them and their resiliency, their courage, their, the way that they have rewritten the narratives in their life, broken free from shame, walked forward in freedom and joy and they've been through crazy hardships, right? But the courage that it takes to do that, the redemption they've seen in their lives, and then the way they bring other women from their community along with them, mm-hmm. like they're changing their lives, their, their, their family's life, their, the women, in their community's lives. So then more kids, men as well. And they are leaders. <laughs> like they're not the people who are just like these poor women, you know, like yeah. that we can so easily think because of cues of how we grew up, but it's, it's so fat. Like, I'm like, God, if you could just sit down with these women and hear their stories and watch the way they lead they are unstoppable. Yeah. They're unstoppable. And it just makes me want to send as many orders as possible um, and funds to them because they're doing truly life-changing work in their communities. Yeah. And it, it truly does go to show that like in, in America, especially or in like Western society, like we can really be distracted by the things around us that keep us stuck in this place of, I'm going to use the word like 
enslavement, but not in the way of like human trafficking, just like we feel trapped to shame in some sort of way. And we distract ourselves with so many things around us that we almost like don't know what to do to take that like really brave step of overcoming, which these women are like stripped of that. Right. And then they have to overcome by their power and their might and God's will alone. And it's like, it's just so like, it gives me chills to like, think about. And it's really like a lesson for us over here too, to be like, you can really overcome anything. Like these women mm-hmm. are doing it and you can, I mean, you can overcome that thing in your life that feels like it's enslaving you and, and taking mm-hmm. you captive. Like you can be set free. So I love, I love what you're doing at the flourish. I've been at the flourish market. I've been following it even from when it was, wasn't it just like a, a truck or like a van yeah. our for a first, while? We launched October, 2015, our first 13 months in business, we were a fashion truck. So a couple of times a week, I'd go to women's homes in my truck. They would invite their friends over. I'd park in the driveway and we donate 10% of sales to their favorite charity or adopting family. And that's still our business model. We've had to pivot a little bit in COVID, but we're getting to the place where we can reopen for in-store parties with pretty much everyone being vaccinated now. So we'll open that back up later this summer, but yeah, that's always been our business model. So we have a brick and mortar store now. Um, it's in downtown Raleigh. We love it so much. And now hostesses, they come, they host parties at our shop and we still donate 10% of sales to their favorite, um, charity or adopting family. That's so cool. And also just goes to show that you got to start somewhere. And also like what you said earlier, if you don't necessarily know what you want or like feel called to step into, but you feel a conviction towards something like you can do that on the side of the job that you're already doing. You don't have to like, sometimes I think we're even listening to this podcast. Sometimes I'm sure people are like, Oh my gosh, I have to like quit my corporate job and like start. I don't know what to do, but I got to do something. And it just, it starts small, like start with where you are by volunteering or Mm-hmm. Just doing something that gives your heart a little bit of joy outside of work. Um, we what can all I find time be, for that, you know? Yes, we can. And what I found true to be, what I found to be true in my life and in the lives of women, I've had the honor of like being a part of their life and bearing witness to, to changes they've made is clarity around the future and kind of where you're called to be becomes more clear to us when we're good stewards of today. Mm. So all we all we need to do is wake up in the morning and think, how can I be a good steward of my gifts, my time, my words, my love today mm. and start small. You know, I think like fear keeps us so trapped at that point. A I was talking about earlier because we feel like it has to be this big leap. Right. And I'm going to tell you, don't make a leap. I mean, <laughs> like that. Okay. I, I volunteered in corporate for five or six years before I ever quit. And before I quit, I dialed down to 20 hours a week. So it was like a very like, okay, let me like make sure I like this, feel called to it. It feels purposeful. I'm finding my flow, right. Finding my footing a little bit, um, and kind of got some things set up in order to take that next step. But I really view it as like, if this is point a, okay, note for the audio, I'm holding up my hand, you guys. <laughs> I forget sometimes I'm like, wait, is this a zoom call or a podcast? But think I'm holding up my right hand as point A and then I'm holding up my left hand as point B and between those two think of a bridge. So like kind of like a rainbow, like going up and over connecting the two. I think people think they have to leap from point A to point B and there's no bridge there. But I think what, what being a good steward of today is right. When we wake up each day and ask ourselves that is putting one wooden slat down at a time, 
one wooden slat a week or one wooden slat a month. And I think what those wooden slats look like is flexing that muscle of stepping into trying out things that might interest you and align with, you know, the gifts that you've been given, the skill set you have, the heart that you have, the passion you have. So it's not, I, I never view it as a leap. I view it as like in, an intentional building of a bridge. And you don't have to know exactly what point B is in this bullet pointed list. You just have to know the general direction. And as a woman of faith, God gives me that general direction. It's one where there's more equity in the world. There's less oppression. Like he pretty much spells it out for us. Right. And so it doesn't have to be clear, right. It doesn't have to be like this specific company we want to work for specific small business. We need to start, right. We just walk in that general direction. It's so good too, because it takes off the pressure a little bit. Like as women, especially we're all about just putting pressure on ourselves (laughs) and we, um, we take like the whole world on our shoulders. So to look at it as like you get today and you're only promised today and you're not even promised tomorrow. So how can you be a good steward of today? How can you like build that one little wooden piece of the bridge is like, I don't know. It just relieves me when I hear that. I'm like, okay, I can take a deep breath now. I'm like one of those people, like when we moved into our house, like day one, I was like, let's unpack and put everything on the walls and like get everything in order in 24 hours. And my husband was like, no, like we'll go insane. And that's how I am with life too. Like if I have an idea, I'm like, Oh, let me just like write up the business plan and like put it on Instagram. And it's like, no, you have to like, water that idea, <laughs> like yeah. let it flourish. Yeah. No pun yes. intended. Um, I feel like in that Catherine. Cause you know, I just moved, you may or may not know, but I bought a new place. I'm I saw that in a very empty condo right now because I moved from a very small place to a place. that's like, it's two bedrooms, which I know doesn't sound that big, but for me living in a studio, going to two bedrooms and I don't have a ton of stuff. When I ordered stuff, once I, once I like closed on my condo, everything's back ordered now, now it's been pushed back. And so I'm looking at blank walls And, um, I was actually supposed to have a photo shoot for something here the other day for people who wanted to like, see my, I don't need to explain. I needed a photo (laughs) shoot of me and my place with the stuff I bought. Okay. And it was all supposed to be together. Right. You guys kind of get where this is going. Well, guess what? Nothing arrived on time. And I told the photographer, I got on the phone with her to tell her we had to push it back because this wasn't what people, this place had asked for in the photos they wanted for me. And she said, I'm going to push back on you. I let's do it. There's something in these blank walls. There's something in your plat plants that don't have planters yet. There's something in the chairs without the dining room table, the chairs that haven't been recovered yet. There's something that we can learn in this middle grounds in this in-between moment. And I actually feel like we just need to embrace all of our life as the in-between moment. Mm-hmm. Like there's <laughs> Like, will we, like, it's, it was just so representative to me of so much. And I said, you're right. And she goes, don't try to hide it. She's like, let's have the paint can out. And so she took these cool photos of me and my dog, Henry, like with the uncovered chairs that look beat up with the paint can with my boxes. What's funny is I'd already unpacked everything. So we put some stuff back in the boxes and she's like, just, there's something in this moment. Real life is right now. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so representative. And I'm looking right now at a lemon tree she photographed me with because I bought a lemon tree to remind me. And it's one that can grow inside that to remind me that good things take time. That fruit from God takes time. And are we going to be a good steward of today? Because a lot of times we don't see the fruit from things we do. Some people don't see it their whole lives. Right. But, and a lot of times for me, it takes years and years and years, business life, all of that. And so what's funny is I actually paid the extra money to get a tree that they was already three years old <laughs> and it would only take two more years to produce. <laughs> so there's kind of a joke in it, but I'm looking forward to 
seeing like and waiting two years to see a lemon. And I know when I see it, I'll probably cry, which sounds silly, but it is representative of a lot in my life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm like taking lots of notes. (laughs) I feel like you have these, you clearly have a gift for speaking. So Mm -hmm. I want to kind of go into more on like, what are the types of platforms that you speak on and what are the ones that like really light you up speaking something that like is in my like five-year plan. Like I would love to be a speaker. It like, it's one of those things where like, after I speak at an event, even if it's just like a small little group of women, I leave and I have like adrenaline. Like I've just like ran a marathon. I can't sleep that night. It's like going to a concert and hearing the music in your head. Like, yes. So hyped. So tell us a little bit about like types of uh, events and engagements that you speak at. And then like what really lights you up about speaking? Yes. I love this question. I love that you feel adrenaline. I always say like, look for the breadcrumbs in your life. What brings you joy and energy? Cause I think that's from God. Yeah. Um, so I have two different, completely different things that I speak on for two different audiences. So one is very specific, but I'll start with one that's for all women. I get hired a lot for women's conferences, faith and non-faith based for entrepreneurs. I've actually spoken to a lot of male and female audiences. So I've spoken on some really big stages, which I look back and I'm like, laugh about like, it's really random how I got the gig. And it's just been like a friend of a friend that like connected me. And I'm like, wow, this person and this person went before me. Lols. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it aligns with what my keynote topic is, which is I love talking about living out a different narrative in our lives. So I talk a lot about fear and shame and the narratives we hear on repeat in our heads and how to live out the opposite, how to break free from that. <laughs> and I get to speak about the, the incredibly courageous women behind our products. And it's cool because I get to elevate them. It goes back to what I said earlier about how people view these poor women in Ethiopia, these poor women in Nepal. And I'm like, let me tell you what redemption has looked like in their lives and the new narrative, the new story they're telling with their lives. Yeah. I believe we are here to tell a new story as women. Even if not, like I, I, I truly believe that as women in this world, we are here to tell a new story because the world around us, no matter where we live, even in America, we have versions in our head that we've learned that, okay, we're too angry. We shouldn't speak up or we're too emotional or blah, 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 blah. Well, we have to rewrite that internal narrative so we can tell a new story with our lives and our actions. So that's my big keynote that I, I talk you know, all over. I've done a lot of Zooms um, this last year, but I'm excited. I've got some stuff back up on the road in the fall and winter. And the specific other one, well, the, the second keynote that I do that's for a very specific audience is um, I teach makers and brand owners how to land their products on retailer shelves. So super specific. I'm passionate about changing our retail shelves though, because a lot of these, I could go into a ton of stats, but women are not represented. Um, (laughs) Vulnerable communities are not represented on our retail shelves and we have really good things to offer as it turns out. And so I love coming alongside makers and brand owners and teaching them, taking out all the overwhelm and saying, if you know this key principle, this key principle, and this key principle, strip away every, all the other things you're being told you have to do. This is exactly how to send an email. This is exactly what to put in the email to pitch retailers. 
This is what your branding cards need to look like. So I also have a monthly group coaching program for makers and brand owners um, to help support them in that, to build community. Cause I think a big part of that is mental health and mindset is not being alone on the journey, but having this community you can, you can rely on, but I end up doing that keynote and it's either do like wholesaling one-on-one or like nailing your retail accounts. Um, and sorry, not nailing your retail account, landing retail account. I've been nailing too, like nail <laughs> nailing. it, you know? I teach you how to nail your pitch email. <laughs> um, but that's a specific audience. But when I feel very called to, very called to, and it's just interesting the people who come into my program, who've been in audiences, virtual or in person, and just to be able to watch their businesses flourish because um, I don't want them to be the best kept secret anymore. Mm. That's so good. And it's cool that you like niche down to that. Like, you know, what, what really brings your soul like satisfaction and that is like seeing brands come alive. And so you even niche down to like getting your product on a shelf, like, like find what is the one thing that like really gets you going and then focus in on that. That's, I mean, that's so good. You mentioned mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talk a lot about shame on our podcast mm-hmm. and we've really covered the topic of mental health and shame around like body image and lies that we hear from the enemy. And, um, if you wouldn't mind, like, what are some things that you, what are some fear factors that tend to creep into your mind? Some lies that you start to think are true that, and like, how do you fight those lies as a woman in business, especially? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, good question. Okay. So I'm just going to do an out loud spiral for you because I'm wondering if anyone can relate. Okay. So let's do a scenario here. What would the scenario be? So, um, maybe I heard that some through the grapevine that someone thought something about me that wasn't necessarily like super bad, but maybe could reflect on me potentially in a bad way. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm an Enneagram three. If anyone knows the Enneagram, I'm three, the achiever. I think you are too, Catherine. Um, I'm actually my husband's a three, so I know me some threes. Are you and an I'm eight? I'm a six. Oh, I see it. Okay. Okay. I see it. I see it. I yeah. See it. I like, I'm a, I'm loyal, but I'm also like things really make me anxious. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I cling to things that like, I really believe in and almost like too much. Cause it like, well, you unpacking your boxes. I was like, I think that's some Enneagram three energy. Um, but I understand how sixes and threes relate and help. Yeah. And so that all makes sense to me. Anywho, all that to say, even if you don't know what the Enneagram is, if you're listening, um, it's a personality test based on what motivates you. And unfortunately, um, the downside of the Enneagram three, the achiever, what motivates me is what people think of me. And so as a woman of faith, I've had to do a lot of work there in therapy. Right. And so here's my spiral. Like I think, Oh, that person thought that, okay, well, I wonder who else they told. And I wonder if this person could have taken it this way. And then maybe I did take that out of context and say that maybe I really did mean that maybe I am, Oh God, maybe I am manipulative. Maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe I am not in this for the right reasons. Oh my gosh, blah, blah, blah. That was a really quick spiral. But what it always comes down to me for me at the, at the depth of it is what if I am not a good person? Mm. What if I am these things people might say about me? Right. And I think that's the devil attacking me as a woman who stands up, speaks out, uses her voice. And so I see that as like a spiritual attack because at the end of the day, I'm creating God's image and I am good. Mm -hmm. 
you are creating God's image and you are good. And a lot of work that I've um, done in therapy is rewriting those lies, right? That the enemy can, can send to us and cast doubt over our integrity and who we are. And while I'm human and I fail a lot and I have done manipulative things and I have failed people and I have misspoke and I have hurt people at the end of the day, I can stand on, I'm created in God's image and I am good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can pursue God's heart, right. Do my work, um, to get out the evil and the darkness in my own heart and that I can stand on that. But pretty much a couple of times a week, I can always count on a spiral happening internally in my head. Yeah. And I have to have, I call them clapbacks. Chrissy T, she's back on Twitter. She's got her clapbacks. Thank God. Lover or hater. She has hilarious clapbacks. Yeah, she's good on Twitter. She's good. And so, um, I have to have those ready and those truths, right? This goes into telling a new story. I have to be able to speak that correct truth-telling story over myself, right? Mm-hmm. And have that clap back ready. So when these fears come up of like, maybe I am who they think I am or say I am, or, which by the way, no one really talks bad about me. Like, like I, <laughs> isn't well, it funny we, like, we, we can have it on yeah. We do. We create scenarios in our head to keep that, keep us silent, that keep us afraid, that keep us um, scared from taking action, right? For me, it's based on what others think about me. For other people, it's based on like real triggers of anxiety, right? Based on past experiences, whatever it is for you, I'm sure you can identify when you think about the spiral, right? It starts as one thought and then it just like, it takes over your whole body and spirals into whatever like base nonsense (laughs) that it comes down to you for. And so I always have my clapbacks ready. And that's something I've been able to identify in therapy over the years is what is that truth I need to speak over my life? Because, and then I've also had to pair that with action. Mm -hmm. So a big thing with like shame for me and fear is like, not just speaking true words over my life, but putting action behind those words. So if I'm like, I'm I'm trying to give an example. Um, If I say, no, I do intentionally love gathering women, right? I do. I do that out of the goodness of my heart. I like love intentionally and authentically connecting with women. Well, when's the last time I did that? Let me put that into practice. Let me gather a couple of friends on a zoom during COVID and lead some difficult conversations around what's going on in our nation right now. Mm. Let's have a connection point there. Let me put an action behind the truth that I'm wanting to speak over my life. Um, that's always, that's always been helpful to you. I, I notes on notes on notes. I mean, <laughs> one thing is you, like you, you kind of made a joke when you were talking about this made up spiral in the beginning mm-hmm. and you were like, well, that went really quickly, but you know, but that's how spirals go. Like, yeah, absolutely. And it, when it's a real scenario and you have this lie in your head, like you can go from point A to point Z in 10 seconds. And mm-hmm. From, you can go from feeling a sense of confidence in who you are to a sense of shame so quickly, so quickly. which is why I love, we, we talk about like the verse in second Corinthians, or maybe it's first, I always mess up the Corinthians, but about taking every thought captive because every single thought needs to be like taken captive before it becomes that spiral. So I like the term clapback. I'm going to start using that because that, that is what it, it's like. That's like the message version of this <laughs> verse. Like yes. clap back love on it. it. Yes. Clap back on it or the 2021 message version. Because if you have a truth that you can stand on and that you know 
is true about what God says about you, then when you hear the lie, you can say, "Mm, actually, no, that's not true. And I love that you turned it into an action step too. Like I'm trying to think of a scenario in my head. Like one thing that I, one thing, one reason we started with this podcast is because of body image struggles in our past. And I had had an eating disorder and when I go into those, cause I can still, even though I would call myself like healing or healed, like, I don't actually think I'm healed. I think I'm healing always, but mm-hmm. I can go, I can have a day where I look in the mirror and be like zero to 60 and you know, two seconds, I mm-hmm. am thinking all the wrong and negative things about my body that God never said about me. And so I have things written on my mirror. Like that's an action step for me. Awesome. It can be something as simple as like, write down the characteristics on your mirror whenever you have bad body image days or, you know, have a friend hold you accountable for something and text that friend whenever you have those feelings um, or those insecurities. So like your action step doesn't need to be like start a business <laughs> to like Not at all. to prove something. It can be something very small, um, but really impactful for like rewriting that shame spiral in your head and like turning it to truth. So Man, I, I love Catherine, what you said about texting a friend. Here's the thing. These words lose power when we say them out loud to someone else. Yeah. Right. Because the enemy wants us to spiral and to feel it and to feel shame and to feel trapped in that and to keep it inside where it's just going to like fan the flame. Right. Yeah. And just keep going on and on and on. When we say those things out loud, maybe a starting point is to journal them and just see the words, right. Get them out of your head onto paper. But if you can take it a step further and tell someone, I call my friend, I have two to three friends. I have two friends specifically and a third friend that I talked to about another topic, but I reach out to them and just say, here's what's going on in my head right now. I don't need you to respond here. Here's what I know to be true, but I just needed to like, I needed to tell tell you. Well, yeah, that's how powerful words are. I mean, I'm a, I'm a personal trainer and one of my, this happened this morning, one of my clients, I was, I'm pregnant right now. And I was having a lot of like, I go back and forth, like, I'm so powerful. I'm, I'm creating a human to like, oh my gosh, my body is changing so much and it doesn't look the same. And I like, I'm supposed to be a trainer. Like, and I start believing lies that, you know, it doesn't, I'm not good enough because of the way I look. And we were talking this morning and I was like, you know what? Like, I moved my body today. I went for a run. I'm pregnant and I went for a run. Like I'm going to toot my own horn. So we started, um, we created this term called toot toots (laughs) this, this morning. And we were like, whenever you feel like you're hearing lies in your head, like, why don't you go ahead and say out loud because words are so powerful. Something that is like encouraging to yourself. Like, why don't we toot our own horns more? You know, like I think as women, we feel like timid and lifting ourselves up because we're of a fear of what other people might think of us. But like God wants us to like, you know, step into our calling. And if if we find a gift, like let's speak it out into existence so that we actually step forward into it. So, yeah, toot toots is my new thing, which is like it might need to change like for future, you know, um, politically correct situations, but toot toot is what it is for now. Like toot your own horn. You know, we have so many things throughout the day too, that we can like toot. <laughs> I keep saying toot. I'm like, oh, I'm, I, like if there was a drinking game around, like how many times I said toot, like y'all would all be gone. But <laughs> basically, yeah. Like there are so many little things throughout the day that we can be like, Hey, good job. Like 
I noticed that about you or myself or whatever. And like, let's say those things out loud. So yes. Um, okay. I've like really thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I came in like really sweaty and because I was nervous and now I'm like (laughs) leaving sweating because I'm like fired up and I have like pages of notes to like act on. Um, but we have four questions that we ask every single guest at the end of the podcast. So I'm going to ask you those before we wrap up. And then I'm going to give you a chance to tell people where they can follow you, um, before we sign off. So first question is what is something that you're currently obsessed with or binging right now? could be like a show, a podcast, a food, um, a book, whatever. Do, 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 do. Okay. (laughs) Um, this is so lame, but is the truth being outside, getting outside and, um, in the middle of the day specifically, uh, even if it's only for 10 minutes, that is so good for my mental health. Um, I don't really watch a ton of show. I know that sounds like stupid. I don't really watch a ton of shows. It makes me sound cool. I'm not meaning it in that way. I just like, I don't really know what else I do, but I get outside a lot and that's really, really helpful for me and highly recommend five stars. Yeah. You guys get outside in the middle of the day, even if it's just for 10 minutes between zoom calls, it helps a lot. No, I've been doing that too, especially since the weather has been nice. I actually did it right before I hopped on here. I just like went on a walk down my street and back. Yep. And it's like something about the fresh air, especially when you are an Enneagram three or like a doer like us, it's like you go, 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 go. And then you forget to like, take a second for yourself. So that's really important. Um, okay. Next question is what is something you're looking forward to in 2021? Hey, um, (laughs) I am, this is twofold. I'm super excited to go on a retreat to Bali with my therapist. She's leading. It's called the wild women's retreat. It was supposed to be during COVID obviously got rescheduled. So that is happening this September barring something else. Crazy doesn't happen right with shutdowns, but I'm super excited about that. And this fall, I'm going to be able on the flip side to launch my retreats, which will happen in January for female entrepreneurs. So it's something I've done for the past several years. Um, obviously wasn't able to do last January. That's the first time in four years I've missed that. And I cannot wait to see who ends up in the group of 16, um, female entrepreneurs who get to hang with each other and build community. So super pumped about that. That's so cool. Are your retreats, um, outside of Raleigh or are they in Raleigh or what? They are. We go to Nashville because I can't give away all the secrets, but part of one of the days is going to able one of our artists and partner groups, and they employ women who are transitioning out of addiction programs, incarceration. And we actually get to meet with some of the women. There's, it, there's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. I love, That's, I I love that brand. Love that brand. <laughs> able is such a good brand and really good leather goods too. Um, but Bali, I'm so jealous. <laughs> Like want to go to Bali so bad. So excited. I'm so excited, um, to get away, get some fresh perspective, to do some more healing. Um, and yeah, to find like deep rest in God's creation. It's always really good for me to be by water. I don't live Mm. in Wilmington like you, um, to be by water and trees and also have some just really special people in Indonesia that we partner with. So I'm pumped about all of it. Cool. That's awesome. Okay. Our next question is what is something that you really love about yourself? Love about myself. I think that I've been through, um, some crazy few years since launching my business guys, beware when you step out, 
the enemy throws some things at you. And it's been a really, 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 really wild and tough ride for me personally, which if you join me on Instagram, I've shared about it there. Um, my Instagram's at Emily gray underway. And, um, I've come to this point. It kind of came into my life like last July. So a couple months into COVID where I feel like I have such clarity over my calling, my purpose based on the things I've gone through. And now I feel like I can speak with such, um, yeah, the word clarity comes to mind and truth telling and with joy over women going through hard things. And so that is right now my favorite thing about myself and the gift God's given me through hardships is to be able to join women on that journey. And to like, I feel like he always gives me the words to say. Yeah. I, I had a valley of a last year as well, let's call it. And Mm -hmm. I did a lot of like, why me God or being angry at God. And I, which I think is totally okay to like Mm -hmm. verbalize and wrestle your truth with God. Yeah. (laughs) I am David. (laughs) Um, and what I found is, and I think we all find this like hindsight's 2020, right. But when we step out of the Valley and God like shows us the purpose behind it, then Mm -hmm. you're like, I wouldn't have had it any other way because of how I'm able to use that to step into other people's lives and encourage them in in their Valley. So it's cool that you realize that this year too. Um, okay. Last question is if you could leave women with one little piece of truth, one little nugget of wisdom, what would that be? Hmm. I would say get started and I have a visual for this. I know I gave you guys the bridge visual, but I'll give a paddle boarding image. I always like to share this with people, but, um, many years ago, I was actually in Bali and I was, my dream life was like, I'm going to be in Bali. I'm going to paddleboard in the clear blue ocean. And I was a gymnast and dancer and thought I've got this nailed, even though I'd never paddleboarded before. But when I got out in the water, um, I spent over an hour trying to get up on the board and I could not stay standing. And I had to come in because even though I'm a good swimmer, I was going to drown. Mm-hmm. I was that tired and ended up returning home, bum, talked to my friend who's a really good paddleboarder. And she was asking if I enjoyed my trip and paddleboarding. I was like, you're never going to believe this, but I couldn't even stand up on the paddleboard. And she was like, well, did you like stick your paddle in the water? And I said, no, I never even got a chance to stand up. And she said, well, Emily, that's the issue. Like you have to get on your knees, stick your paddle in the water, paddle a little bit. Then you can put one foot down, paddle a little more, get the momentum going, then put your other foot down, but still squatting, paddle some more, get more momentum going. And then, then you can stand up. And she's like, if you try to do it the opposite way, you are going to fall on your face every time. And I translate that into women taking action on, you know, kind of moving from point A to point B, right? It's if, if you're feeling this nudge, right, this, this purpose is calling and you're not exactly like you're, you're kind of trapped in um, like non-action in that fear mode. What does it look like today to be a good steward? What does it look like to put your paddle in the water and put your paddle in the water today? Because you won't hit that, you know, no one just starts a business knowing everything. No one just like... like guys, you have to stick your paddle in the water. You have to start somewhere. What does it look like to flex that muscle, you know, build that bridge, put that paddle in the water was like one small thing you can do today. And, and it snowballs, right? Like as you paddle more, as you do more things, you start to find clarity and direction. You start, start moving forward towards that direction and you gain momentum and a more steady foot Mm -hmm. as you go, but you can't expect just to make a decision 
take action and feel like real firm footed. Right. Yeah. At all. So that's the visual I'll leave, leave, leave these gals with. I love that one because I love paddleboarding, but two, because it also creates a visual of like, you have to almost stay on your knees and surrender before you can like step into you step up into purpose. So mm-hmm. it also, it's like a two, two pronged visual. I love a twofer. I love that so much. Um, okay. You mentioned that your, um, Instagram is at Emily gray underway. Is there any other place that, um, you want to plug for people to find you or follow what you're doing? Guys, if you're in the United States, please shop with us at the flourish market, the flourish market.com. We're on Instagram at the flourish market. Uh, follow us there. Um, we have like a bajillion products. We literally have over 200 products that are $20 or less. We are the perfect place to buy gifts for your friends, your loved mother's day, mother's day. Yeah. Depending on when this goes live, we've got incredible mother's day gift boxes right now that are curated for you. We really want to easy button using your, using your purchasing power for good and to bring you joy. And here's the deal. When you wear the clothing made by the women in Nepal, when you wear the necklace that Chelsea from Abel in Nashville made for you, you can think about the courage that it took for them to take steps forward, the new story that they're telling over their lives. And I want you to pull from that and know that you can tell a new story over your life too. And that's what I think we can do for each other as women. Yes. Drop the mic queen. That was so good. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I love you and I'm going to keep following you. I'm probably going to go on the flourish market right when I sign off. So Um, thank you so much for being on our podcast. I know our listeners are going to just be so encouraged by this conversation. And, um, I was just pumped to talk to you in general. So this is awesome. Catherine, thanks for what you do for speaking truth over the lives of women who listen in. Oh, thank you. Hey, 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 what's up everyone. But we have some major life updates that we want to share with you. Um, to let you in on what's about to go down in our futures. Yeah. So it's probably been a little bit of a sneak peek since I haven't been on a lot of the (laughs) recent interviews. So thank you to Catherine for stepping in. And especially like when I was needing you the most after maternity leave and all that, like, I really appreciate that. But all that just to say, I've definitely reached a place in my life and my business that I just need a little bit more space on my plate. And I think it's time to step away from this specific endeavor. So this is our official breakup episode. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) No, we are still very much friends. We don't want anyone to think differently about this. This is strictly, uh, we've had many conversations about this and this is strictly like business and just like personal life stuff. Um, we, when we started this podcast, Catherine and I were both in a place of like transition, I guess I would say where we were doing so many different things and we were doing a lot of it together. It was before I was married. It was like right when I moved here, we were both building our businesses. We were nowhere near where we are now. And it's been so cool to be able to like go back and listen to all of that journey from where we were then to where we are now. But in that season, we were like, how can we, you know, portray our vision and our purpose and 
kind of get to talk on all the different things that we're passionate about. And we thought the best way to do that was with this podcast. And especially because we shared the value of shameless living and, you know, people telling their stories and not being afraid to go after their dreams and all of that. So it's been so such an honor to be able to encourage you all for this long. Um, but we've both built our businesses to where they are now. We're both about to have families um, our, with our businesses growing and our lives changing and pivoting. I think we've also both stepped a little bit more into our specific niches and what we feel the most passionate about. And we both still share a lot of those same values, but I think those passions have kind of changed between us, you know, would you agree? Yeah. Oh yeah. I I would say like we, in, in a sense in the last three years have grown up together and the listeners have listened in on our growth (laughs) and evolution just as adults and human beings and wives and um, business owners and moms and all the things. Yeah. Yeah. And so with that said, you know, I'm just kind of clearing space in my life for moving into what I'm so passionate about and that's the world of motherhood. So I've also pivoted my whole business there Um, I still obviously shoot a handful of weddings, but I've kind of rebranded a little bit into this, into this field because I just feel so passionate about it and have found so much healing and community in becoming a mom. And there's so many things that aren't talked about and that you can feel really lonely in. And I felt like in 2020, God was really telling me that that was the direction that I was supposed to go in. Um, and also, you know, like, honestly, if I could have kept everything on my plate, I would still be doing heart and soul, (laughs) but Silas is at an age now where like, if he's awake, there's no way I can record this podcast. Like we tried to record this earlier when he was awake and it didn't work. Um, (laughs) he's trying to like type on my keyboard and, you know, whining and stuff. And, uh, you know, in those newborn days, I was able to just roll with it, but, we're definitely at a point where I've got those two naps during the day to get anything done. And outside of that, it is full on mommy mode. So, um, this is just going to be one of those places where I'm taking a step back to create more space for other, other things I'm working on. Um, heart and soul is still going to be in existence. You'll still be hearing from Catherine. You'll still be hearing from me just in other ways. Uh, I'll be working on some fun new projects that will soon be announced. So follow me on Instagram if you don't. (laughs) Um, I'm not ready to announce them just yet, but they're coming soon and I'm very excited about it. And yeah, that is the announcement. (laughs) Yeah. I just want to make a few things clear. One, we're not leaving you high and dry. I will still be here at Heart and Soul next week and we're still going to be delivering content of women sharing their stories of people feeling heard and seen and encouraged and also throwing in our random, you know, I love my pop culture. So random silliness and pop culture and segments like that. So, um, don't unsubscribe. We'll still be here next week. But, um, I also want to make this clear that like, this is not a negative split. It's not like, it is something that, we have both, uh, prayed about and wrestled through and 
we have come to like a place of peace in our relationship and in this podcast foundation to, to make this decision and say, we're all about telling you to chase your dreams and to step into what you're being called to. And right now this is like, Chelsea is firmly called to stepping into motherhood and encouraging moms. And so what, um, what would we be doing if we were holding her back from that? Um, we'd be going against everything that we've been telling you for the last two and a half years. So Mm -hmm. this is not a like breakup by any means. And what's, what's great about our world is you can still keep up with us on social media and, We'll still be giving you content every week. So like I said, don't unsubscribe. You'll, we'll still be a part of each other's lives. It'll just be in different ways now. And that's how life is. There's different seasons and you evolve and you, um, you just keep communicating where you can. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and so that's what we're doing. Yeah. I'm excited. I feel like this has kind of been something that we've both been thinking about for a while. And it was a matter of like, oh neither of us really wanted to give it up or like part ways in this way. Cause it's really been so much fun. And like I said, such a blessing and an honor to do. And we've connected with so many of you out there listening and we're so appreciative to everyone who's been there from Day the one. start. So, yeah. So this was not an easy decision by any means. Um, like Catherine said, we've talked about it. We've prayed about it, thought through it. Um, but I think this is just the best way for us to each be able to tap into where we're being called and not have to like find ways of meeting somewhere in the middle because like now we can actually step fully into where we're feeling. Yeah. Like our purposes, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll be, I mean, everyone, including myself is going to be rooting you on the entire way, Chelsea. So thank you. Um, you're not stepping into this. I know you already know you're not alone because of your amazing mother community, but you also have us and listeners. You still have heart and soul. Like I said, I'm not going yes. anywhere. So please don't yes. leave me. Um, and all of our old episodes are not going away. Either, yeah, they're so. staying, they're staying strong, but we'll, we'll still be, I'll still be here weekly sharing stories of shameless living and, um, bantering like I always do going off on tangents. So, and you'll hear amazing (laughs) stories from other women, um, in our community and beyond. So keep tuning in. Um, and we love y'all and Chelsea, we love you. (laughs) Love you. Thanks everybody. Yeah. And, um, is there anything else you want to say? I feel weird. It's like, <laughs> I know. I'm like, how do we end this? <laughs> okay. It's like, talk to you next week. <laughs> no, hey, no. Well, I mean, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not goodbye. It's see you later. Right? Oh yeah. That's good. That's good. <laughs> that's what we're going to, that's how we're going to end it on three. We're going to say, see you later. And then okay, ready? it's going to be gone. <laughs> three, two, one. See you later. See you later. <laughs>